Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 47. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, as I alluded to in episode 46, recording has been a struggle. It's only been a struggle based on internet connections and internet quality, using a digital microphone to capture the best voice quality I possibly can, as well as getting out all the background noise. Um, when that's processed with low band, with speed on the internet, it just does not work out well. So as you'll hear in episode 47, this episode, my voice does not sound like it does right now during the intro because the internet connection and the internet bandwidth at the time of this recording was not amazing. However, the guest, Jim Howard of Bi sense sounds great. So I wanted to make sure I got this episode out. I spent hours upon hours upon hours trying to clean it up and make the audio sound a little bit better. Um, it doesn't sound horrible, but I am a perfectionist and I'm not a huge fan. So I apologize in advance for that and just wanted to say thank you guys so much for giving me grace and patience as you listen, listen through it. It's so crazy to me how many things actually impact life um, when people are forced to do things out of their normal. Long story short, this episode is great. This is, without a doubt, a revolutionary device, not just for keto, but really for anyone that's trying to get a better idea of the biomarkers and the feedback that their body is giving out in response to burning ketones, burning fat where their metabolic flexibility really is, um, how they can adjust it when it's utilized the most. And it's so non-evasive. So for those of you that have listened to, to me talk about breathalyzers in the past and why they're important and why we really needed them and why we should be using them and why chasing ketone numbers aren't that, all of this is going to be discussed in this episode. So if you're keto, if you're paleo, if you're an athlete of any sort, if you're not keto and you just eat the standard American diet and want to help leverage and maximize how you can adjust your body's ability to utilize fat for fuel, any of those things. This episode is one I would definitely say you need to lean in on. As I mentioned in the episode, for anyone that's looking for a discount for this device, it is the first medical grade breathalyzer device on the market, and it is amazing. However, I want to make sure that it gets into the hands of people that are actually going to use it. And I have been doing a ton of experimentation and creating data points with myself and clientele um, in order to bring this to you guys and bring the information out for everyone else within the industry. So lean in, love the episode, share it if it resonates with you or you think it'll resonate with anyone else, share it with them as well. Rate, subscribe, and all that great stuff. And again, I apologize that the audio quality for myself does not sound like this. It should sound just like this, same microphone phone, same setup. I don't need internet connection when I'm recording for just me. Haha, <laughs> that's the that's the caveat. Either way, guys, thank you so much. This is the longest intro in history. Enjoy the episode. Any questions, comments, or concerns, feedbacks, or things that you'd like to have back on or think cleared up, please let me know. I'd like to have Jim back on. Um, I'd like to check in, follow up with them, um, probably three, six months, and then maybe a year just to see how the impact has been in the discoveries made. So thank you guys so much. Let's jump into the episode. Enjoy. The Keto Matrix Podcast, where myths are busted, science is explained, and the keto lifestyle is discussed by industry experts and everyday people alike. For more information and support, go to theketomatrix.com. Now, let's jump into our latest episode. Ladies and gents, 
I would definitely say, you know, I usually get on here and I'm, I'm going over and over and over again about how excited I am to have certain guests on and how greatly long it's the anticipation and anxiety has built in order for me to get to this episode. I will say this. If you listen to me grant at any point in time about ketones, ketone measurements, why they matter, why they don't matter, why they're accurate, why they're not, ketone salts, all the different people chasing the numbers, the data, and how it works and how it doesn't, this is the episode where it all comes together. You will hear my rants, you'll hear my feedback, you'll hear why I dislike certain methodologies over others, and you'll learn about a new device that's on the market that I honestly feel, keto aside, is going to change the parameters at which people view not only the way they're metabolically functioning, but how they have certain fuel substrates, how they can measure how those things are being utilized, and really uncovering and understanding the efficiency behind all of it together. So we're going to hang in. We're going to lean in and we're going to enjoy Jim Howard as he talks about and as he lets me <laughs> raid him with questions um, regarding Biosense, how you guys came about and all that good stuff. Jim, how are you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Really excited. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited is definitely an understatement. So before we get into the, the heavy lifting of all of this, how has your week been? How has Corona been? How has isolation been? Have you traveled at all over these last couple of months? How is everything? No, yeah, we're, we're a company out of St. Louis, Missouri, with a lot of our operations in Toronto. And even though we're distributed, we've, um, we, you know, we've had most of our team move out of our office and, uh, you know, working from their homes. And that's hard to do as a medical advice company. We're fortunate we had some inventory built up. And, um, but at a personal level, yeah, we're, you know, we're fortunate. We live in a city where we can walk around near Forest Park, big park. And, but I, I just feel this last like five days, things are starting to get a tiny bit back to normal. Tiny Tiny, tiny little bit. Is Missouri open or are they still closed or how is that? Um, our lab is our lab right now is closed. It will be open in a couple more weeks. The uh, the city of St. Louis is still closed. State of Missouri is open, but the city of St. Louis still is closed down for, uh, for the most part. All right. So I guess my question to you is: Are you having fun either doing one of two things? Either one, keeping the news off and just letting the people that you do talk to with the limited interactions you have bring you up to speed, or two, listening to the president contradicted by the governor contradicted by the mayor, contradicted by the sheriff and the county officials on down the line. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. We, um, I think as a CEO of a company, you have to follow the mandates and all these things. As a father of two young children and a husband, you got to mix all the fun stuff in and get outside and uh, just do the balancing act. I'm lucky, though. I've got a great family to, that allows me to do that and supports all of that stuff, too. And we got a great team that's working remotely really, really well, probably over-zooming, zooming, zooming, overdosing, but, you know, everyone else is, too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I would definitely say Zoom is uh, one of the, the avenues I wish I had stock in prior to all of this because they just continue to grow and rock it out. Yeah. Um, so cool. So having said all that, um, two kids, you're at home, you're working, you've got inventory, you're out of St. Louis, you've got a majority of the team and, and building and stuff done in North America. What is Biosense? How did you come up with the name? Why? We're definitely going to go into the device that I think is amazing, but just the company itself, how did, how did it even come about that you decided you were going to go this, this route? 
Yeah, sure. So the project's about three years old. Uh, my teammates were working on this project with a very large virtual diabetes care company, well-known out of the Bay Area, to fill a, a gap, really, in technology. Um, as we know, in ketone measurements, there's a limited number of ways that you can check that. Um, and non-invasively, it's just urine strips which your body adapts to. And then you've got uh, the gap is really on the breath side. So breath technology has come a long way in the past couple of years. We were able to, uh, we just got our patent approved. So we have patented this deep lung sampling. We'll get into that in a second. But ultimately, we have built a medical grade breath ketone device, the first one on the market. And we have just launched it really this past quarter. So it's a, it plays into clinical space, research space, as well as the consumer space. And it fills a gap, essentially. And, and we've, uh, we're very fortunate to have some great partners to help us bring it to market. But that, that's how it started. I, I personally got involved because I was I had heard about the technology we had a ketogenic household we um, my wife had lost a lot of weight and was gaining it back a little bit because she was taking a blood measurement every morning and that was kind of getting a false positive because your ketones change all day so you know wait 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 Wait, let's, yep. let's pause right here. I uh, Yeah, this is where we get into the nitty gritty, Jim. I, I, um, <laughs> you you know now the science aspect. The listeners do too. I we can go on the deep end with that, and we will. We're gonna get there. Yeah. But for for the listeners that are like, oh geez, they're about to use words that I don't understand and explain terminology yeah. that's just not there. I, I wanna I wanna bring them into the fold of three years ago ketogenic household. Why? How? Wife gained weight as the husband. And listening to that, I'm sure there were awkward questions asked that you really don't have a good answer to. Um, how did <laughs> let's let's unpack that a little bit? How did your family become ketogenic? Yeah, my my wife just through some of you know these social influencers that she had found um, started following a ketogenic diet post second baby and was very successful losing a lot of weight and uh, and certainly I supported that and then I you know I I had been very you know kind of followed a really healthy protocol throughout my life and so it was pretty easy for me to kind of transition into that after she had just because it's easy when you're both doing it at home and you know at a personal level the inflammation and my knee was so much much better and I could ski again for the first time and then yeah so we you know we kind of were already eating the dog food as you would say and very happy with the you know the lifestyle of, of living a ketogenic household and but you know we were looking for something that that didn't exist and that was um, you know something that you could check ketones all day because when you start gaining a little bit of weight back or your inflammation comes back and you're out of ketosis, um, the only way you'd really know it is if you're checking throughout the day. And that's when your body is changing. So I had heard these guys in California were working on this technology and myself and Jim McCarter from Verta Health um, were kind of put it together. And next thing you know, we invested in the company. I became CEO. Um, we moved operations to St. Louis, Missouri. And that was a year ago at uh, this time. And then we continued our research until our FDA registration and a, and a big clinical trial that we did last fall. So really it was focused on that clinical trial. So I love it. Wait, wait. it's uh, pause again, pause again. Yeah. I'm going to do this a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's so, it's so funny. The listeners have come to this evolution of 
the keto matrix. So, and you may not even know this, but when, when we first started the podcast, I had a co-host, one of my best friends, her name is Brittany. She's a doctor and she, her job, the whole reason I started the podcast with the co-host, other than the fact that um, she's just a, a great person in communicating, was because she would keep me reined in. I would, I would get off on these tangents of this thing that I wanted to discuss and talk about. And she'd say, hey, yeah. you know that you're having a great conversation and you and the, the audience, maybe some of you are, are tuned in, but you've lost me like 20 minutes into this episode. And she would, she would really do a good job of like kind of keeping me on track. So I'm going to interrupt you a ton, but sure. only because these would be the times that she would interrupt me or she'd be like sending me a signal or something like that and I'd be trying to lean in. So I want to get to why and the how and all of that, but I want to go back to and unpack a little bit more. Your wife, second child, she she's like, listen, I'm looking at these influencers. I know postpartum, I want to change. I want to get back to where yeah. I went pre-pregnancy weight. So when that happens, we have two different scenarios. For me, I am hounding absolutely everyone around me about why they should eat keto. They, I've had five knee surgeries. Just that alone is enough for me to like shout from the rooftops to the anti-inflammation and why it's so great. When your wife came to you and said, hey, Jim, I want us to do this or I want you to try that, was it more upfront in your face like, hey, I'm making a transition, you eat what I cook, so we're going to eat ketogenically? Or was she slowly but surely saying, hey, taste this, taste that, like you like it, you should do this too. How did that work out? What was that transition like? Yeah, it was really interesting because she has tried a lot of things, but this is the one thing that for some reason she stuck with it. So when you find success in something quickly and you fully understand it um, and you happen to really like, you know, you kind of get interested in the food and you've got support other people doing it. She just did it and had success. I, I really just kind of volunteered to join her because I was making two dinners and it was easy to do one. I like it. I like it. See, that's the, that's where the twist comes. So I'm sitting here talking like, oh, you know, the wife's got to be doing all the cooking, which is, it's funny that I say that because I cook all my own meals. So, yeah. so you were just like, let me try to simplify this stuff. Like, I support you. I'll do that. And why don't we just cut out what I'm making and I'll just make what you have and it just kind of transition that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's Ivy League educated and a lot smarter than me. So I guess, uh, you know, she's if she's doing something that works, then I'm going to give it a whirl. <laughs> I mean, that's every wise man marries up. Like, that's what they do that. So, um, okay, okay. So now how long – I'm sitting here envisioning now every client that I've ever discussed or talked to that has started keto and they're trying to get their spouse or partner involved and their success. As you're watching her have this great success, you jump on, you guys are doing this together, you're rolling. I can only imagine when and how the transition came for the frustrations. Because honestly, I can't think of only but a handful of the thousands of clients I've had come to me after already being keto for a while. Most of, or I should say, coming to me starting keto for the first time. Most people come to me and find their way to the keto matrix by being frustrated and not having the same success they were having at some point in time. And they're now trying to figure out, well, what's the issue and how do I diagnose this? So let's kind of talk through what was the first frustrating conversation? When was the weight gain that came back and all of those things? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, 
I think that um, you know after a while on the on the protocol and um, you know when you, you don't have that same level of success, like it's really easy to get it off. And and for for me, it might were more like inflammation. I used to run fifty miles a week just because I was so high carb. <laughs> you know, um, when you start going to, to more of a nutritional ketosis basis, you don't need to run fifty miles a week to burn off the carbs, right? You you naturally are depleted much of that in your in your body. So um, for her, it was a little bit of just frustration of like, wait a minute, I'm following the protocol. I know I'm doing it right, but the feedback, you know, the biomarker feedback she was getting just wasn't didn't make sense. Like you're in ketosis, but why are you kind of gaining weight back? And it, and and there it was just you know we working together and just kind of common knowledge that things change. You know, if you get a you get a child with a fever and you're you know in the morning, you know that you get a check throughout the day. So if you don't you know check, you don't know. And that that's just kind of where it was. And and um, so it's kind of problem statement in our minds, ding ding. And I happened to be in the you know background in the respiratory industry, 25 years in healthcare technology, and and that was it. So we knew it didn't exist. We didn't know you know what did exist. We just kind of knew what didn't exist more than anything to help how with that journey. Often, how often was she checking her numbers? Like how often was she? Which I'm assuming she's taking blood or urine. Yeah, she's doing she testing. Blood, she's taking a blood measurement in the morning. Okay, so every morning, once a day, or is this like once a week? Yeah. She do it? Uh, no, she was doing it once once a day in the morning, getting often getting a false positive coming out of a you know probably a twelve to fourteen hour fast, and um, and then making the assumption that that's her ketone levels all day. So, cool. uh, do you have any idea like where her numbers were? Yeah, her numbers were probably in the 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 millimolar, so barely into ketosis, and um, and then probably coming out of ketosis. Well, as it turns out, after uh, free, more frequent testing, coming out of ketosis pretty quickly. So she had more of a U-shaped uh, kind of ketonic journey or metabolic, you know, journey, um, which is pretty typical of most people. As if you take multiple measurements per day. All right, I like it. Okay, so now, now that we have the stage set and everyone has refilled <laughs> whatever their ketogenic snack is, I don't know, keto crunch or something, and they're listening, you can now picture your wife's had great success. Maybe she's had a couple of cheat meals, cheat days. She's gotten back on. She's not having the same level of success. She's doing the thing that no one really enjoys, which is pricking your finger rather right. early in the whole starting of the day. Um, and and then getting frustrated because she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. It's showing that she's in ketosis and it's not. So now, here comes Chip. You have the background and knowledge. You guys are having conversations about it. You meet these other the, the guys out in Cali. You guys have conversations. Yep. Where did we get to the point where you realize, well, there's this hole in this market and maybe we should be doing a breathalyzer. How did that transition happen? Yeah, I think it was uh, actually through my my partner, uh, Jim McCarter uh, from Verta Health, who he's from St. Louis, and he and I were working together at a venture firm as kind of an executive in residence position and um, and talking about it. My wife actually met, my, my wife met him first and, and then um, ultimately led to a situation where I, I had heard about the technology. I asked if I could meet the two gentlemen behind it, Tim and Matt Ratto, who are twin brothers. And one's in Toronto, one's in the Bay Area. And and that just led to a conversation that, look, 
you know, breath devices don't work. They don't work and they haven't traditionally worked for a number of reasons and they're not medical grade. So when I heard that this thing was in research and was being done here in the States, I thought it was pretty interesting. And, and it tur- as it turned out, it was, it was breath technology in general and it, they happened to pick ketones as the first one. So I asked for an introduction. I got an introduction. I flew out to the Bay Area, had such a good conversation. I flew straight to Toronto. And then Jim McCarter and I uh, both invested in the company, and then I um, I joined the company, and we kind of built the company around that technology just about a year and a half ago. Oh wow! And we're off to the races. Yeah. I have so many questions on that. So my first question is, what was it that first blew you away to cause you to obviously you have this flight booked to California, you're in the Bay Area. I'm assuming you had another flight already subsequently booked that you changed in order to go yeah. to Toronto. So what was it as you had this conversation, as you looked at the technology that hit you and said, Oh my goodness, I've got to, I've got to continue following this rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I knew that. Well, at the time, I you know was aware that an, an increasing number of chronic diseases were being treated with this. So I think more than anything, it was the the tide swell was getting pretty big, meaning that this isn't disease. This is really much bigger than that, cancer, and on and on. So I was well aware of that. I just didn't know that there was a clinical, clinically acceptable way to do this non-invasively. I don't think anybody did um, outside of urine strips, which your body can adapt to. So I, I think that more than anything. It was, it, you know, when I saw the technology and I saw how repeatable it was, and then I looked at the data, and I know, and they find out who they're working with, the other, you know, chronic disease management companies. It was like this: this is the real deal. This isn't a licensed product from China. This is an actual real medical device. And and then I I knew that there was a propensity to succeed. And that, I mean, this is how a lot of startup management teams are formed. I mean, you you meet the people, and then you book a flight somewhere else. And you're like, let's do it. You you know, I mean, let's now bring this thing to market instead of having a cool project in someone's basement, you know, and <laughs> and that's what it was. So we did that. We raised some venture capital and, and brought in some additional money and and we're off to the races. Yeah, man, I love this. OK, so you you fly to Toronto. You guys continue yeah. to have the conversation. What are the major disease states that you guys were initially looking at and looking to play a part in being a solution to healing? Yeah, primarily type two diabetes, uh, maybe pre-diabetes, but the the, the virtual uh, the virtual clinic or the chronic disease company we're working with was focused and is focused to this day on type two diabetes. So um, that was the original, you know, just the original plan. And um, but the you know a lot of the research was being done in Toronto, so I had to go up there and kind of meet with the group up there, understand what they're doing on the engineering side, industrial design, and all the things that come with a you know an FDA registered or FDA cleared you know medical device, and it, all the boxes were checked, and um, they were just a quiet company. You know, I mean, and when I met these guys, they were they weren't like flashy, like let's go raise a hundred million dollars that we can go lose. Um, it was just a quiet company, bootstrapped it, and I just really respected them. You know, they're my teammates now. <laughs> so, Man, I love that. Okay, so when, you, when they first set out type 2 diabetes, I mean, that's up there with heart disease as one of like the, the leading causes of death, not only here but globally. Um, what yep. was the hypothesis and what did we think the breath device was going to do in terms of helping those manage their type 2 diabetes? 
Right, right. So those, for those type 2 diabetics that are being treated with nutritional ketosis, so that's the key. I mean, if that's in the therapy, then this is a methodology that was able to provide more feedback than exists with a single blood measurement or, you know, a urine strip or something like that. So really in the chronic disease space, um, they needed this particular very large virtual clinic needed really three things. One, something that had an automated data, you know, automated data upload into their own application. Number two was not cost prohibitive, meaning like you, you need multiple measurements per day. We all know that, but you're not going to prick your finger multiple times per day or ask somebody to do that at a buck or two per strip. So it's just, it's just cost prohibitive over to your program. So that, and then obviously you're going to have adherence when you have feedback and that's just the nature of that behavioral health side of this is that if you can give a, a patient feedback all day long based on what they do, you're going to have more success. So that adherence was going to be a little bit stronger, and that's some of the things that we're looking to uh, improve in our clinical trials. All right, man. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm pacing myself. I I already want to race ahead. It's like all all gas, no brakes. But... So you're, you're, you said a few things that I want to touch on. One, you, you talked about pricking yourself and needing multiple measurements throughout the day. Let's talk about what you have seen and why. And I will share a little bit of my own experience with that as well. But why the multiple measurements? Why can't why why couldn't your wife just be extremely successful with the one blood test in the morning? Yeah, well, we proved in our clinical trial that, you know, the one test per day was more than 50% off a time-weighted ketone average for the majority of subjects in our trial. The majority of people were more than 50% away. And the reason why, as we know, is if you're taking one measurement per day, it's you, you don't have a static ketone level. I mean, some people may, but most people eat food. They have a metabolic response. They exercise. They have a metabolic response. There's other other components too. So, so that's the that's the reality of our body and the reality of of our reaction to, you know, carbohydrates or these other elements in our body. So I think that if, if you know, we knew that that's the reality. If we could just tie onto that and make something really easy, and perhaps it becomes a little bit addictive, and that's kind of what happens for people that use this. Is like, wait a minute, I could I could use this ten times a day, and you know, maybe in an intermittent fast or something like that. You can check your ketones every hours. So that's just where it fits into the kind of the use case. And that's just not patient. That's consumers too. Oh man. Okay. So if I were to tell you, this is totally, it's not off topic, but it's definitely not the route we were going. Um, if I were to tell you, Hey, I'm a coach and I have clients that pay me to help them achieve their goals. And yep. I don't require or request of them any type of ketone numbers at all ever. What would you think about that coach? Um, they're, they're using a lot of subjective criteria, obviously, like how are you feeling, or they're leaving it up to the person just to say, look, I'm in ketosis. Um, so there'd have to be a high level of trust. I think that, you know, we're, we're a scientific company. Obviously, we're, we're a biomarker research company. So I think that we're, we're going to look at this with a little bias is that you don't know unless you test. And, oh, uh, man, listen, I'm laughing because Jim, you're, <laughs> Jim is the CEO of this company, and I, I love that you're you're like, I don't want to call your baby ugly, but how do you call somebody without information? And I know you're not going to say it. That's okay. I'll say it. Any coach that's out 
out there telling you that they can coach you and give you insight on what to change, they're freaking guessing. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way around this. I don't trust anyone I coach. I don't trust them. You know why I don't trust them? Because I've been keto for so many years, and I still get tempted. I get tempted by donuts. I get tempted by popcorn. I get tempted by, I don't know, anything that's shiny, a squirrel, whatever. At the end of the day... I can't. There's, it's impossible for me as a coach to be able to give you solid advice, information, insight, and direction without getting more information that allows me to be both subjective and objective in my responses. So, now, I'm going to tell you, I, I won't coach anybody if they're not giving me certain things that I need every single day. Any of my clients will tell you I need to know how you slept, and I don't mean, oh, I slept great. I mean, if you don't have an Aura Ring, a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, or something that's telling me how you slept, you're wasting my time. Um, if you can't give me at least a blood ketone meter reading every day with glucose associated, you're wasting my time. Because now I don't know how well you recovered, how late you ate, what your stress levels were like, if your HRV has anything to do with how sore you are from the workout. There's so many different factors. So I'm just going to say nicely, if you're coaching right now and you have clients that are paying you and you're not getting any of these biomarker feedback, if you're not asking for it, you should probably shut your business down until you figure out why you're doing it. So I, that's it. I, that's it. I, I, you know, I was at, at Metabolic uh, Health Summit where we launched in the, in the clinical world. We probably spoke to 30 different coaches and very few of them were checking biomarkers from their patients. And one of the things that are, are there, uh, not so much, some, some were actually patients, some of these were MDs. Yeah, and, okay. and but most of these were were just clients and I got to tell you very few were checking that and one of the reasons we found out was just there wasn't a good way to do it meaning someone's taking their measurement in the morning it kind of like my, my wife was you know, it's kind of the same every day for the most part but there's no feedback throughout the day so hopefully some of those walked away and said look I've got a way that I could bring value to my clients and, and, and see it and there's a there's a cool sharing feature in the, in the mobile app too that you can share with your coach share your measurements yeah I love that. We're gonna and we're gonna talk about that too. Um, I'm looking at the time, trying to make sure I don't go, get too long-winded and digress at a good rate. Um, with that said, so biomarker feedback. I can tell you when I used to call an endocrinologist, the number one reason why I they they would prescribe drugs. Uh, I worked for GlaxoSmithKline, carried a Vandia, which is a TZD. We could go into that, but it's not it's not important. What is important is when I would ask my doctors. Why are you doing this, up titrating this, changing dose sitting on this, and not working through diet and exercise with this pre-diabetic individual where pre-diabetes wasn't even something that people really focused on then, instead of, you know, working with their nutrition? Their response 100% of the time was, my patients are not compliant. They're not going to be compliant. So why am I going to spend this time as their disease state continues to progress, working on the diet and nutrition that I know they're not going to do? So I love the, you know, the trust and, you know, we're going to, I'm going to coach you, which really sounds like coaching, like you're screaming from the sidelines, do better, work harder, you know, you got this, whatever. 
these things don't help without being able to get some of that biomarker feedback and then provide real information. The compliance is not there. Same thing if you talk to a nutritionist or dietitian that's not a fan of keto. A lot of times they'll say uh, the compliance is not there. People start it, they don't continue, they had great success, and then they can't figure out how to get back. There's all these different things. And all of it still comes back to the no one. I'm, I'm saying this. You're not saying it. I'm saying it. There has been no company that has produced anything to this point that has, in my opinion, helped change the face of consistent success for people with all of the other changes that happen in their life. Whether it's work, whether it's having a child, whether it's um, being quarantined and having to stay home, whether it's your spouse was in a car accident, your insurance has changed. I don't, there's a million things. Your tax bracket's gone up. Whatever. The stresses that change in life have all these different things that are variables that you can never ever get a hold of. And if you can't have one thing consistently provide you with constant feedback, like a continuous glucose monitor or a breathalyzer, it is very it's very hard, almost impossible, to consistently make the changes necessary based on the other outside circumstances and situations that impact you. So, if that wasn't a mouthful. <laughs> I, I, I strongly agree, though. It's, it's you know, we're, we have focused on three things, and that's providing an easy user experience to, to really allow feedback that leads to compliance that leads to outcomes. And that plays in the clinical space, and it plays in the consumer space. And often, it's the same person. It's the same person that has that neurological degeneration that's being told by their physician that you should look into a ketogenic diet, or it's that cancer patient it's out of options and is targeted therapy and knows that, you know, starving the cells of glucose is going to be beneficial. It certainly can't hurt. <laughs> and, and they're looking for a way to have that type of adherence model that's kind of right there with them and, and giving them feedback. So, I mean, feedback is when you get feedback all day based on your, your decisions that you make, I mean, it's really, really, really powerful. I mean, really powerful to see it right there. Boom. After every type of, of, you know, type of activity that you have. So anyway, it's just, it's an option out there for those that are that are into nutritional ketosis and we're you know we're pretty happy with what we have i love the, the, the humble modesty at which you just responded with that that's great um it's definitely something that for those that want it yeah hey if you want to be successful do this it's kind of like if you want to save money don't spend it um <laughs> at the end of the day you guys have come up with this great device i want to talk a little bit about the clinical study but before we jump into that um you had mentioned your wife was using strips and it would cost her an average a dollar to two per strip. For me personally, um, for my ketone numbers blood-wise, I use Keto Coach now. I no longer use the Keto Mojo based on accuracy. I've used the Precision Extra Ultra. The best I've ever gotten is somewhere around a dollar twenty, no eighty cents if I buy a ton, to a dollar twenty per strip, and that'll last me maybe a month, maybe a little bit longer if I do the one reading per day. But what I find, because I do prick my finger multiple times throughout the day before and after meals, before and after workouts, depending on stress, depending on meditation, depending on just how I feel, water intake, overall hydration, if I change electrolytes. I mean, there's a ton of times I test. If I do all of that, I will spend forty dollars on 50 strips from Keto Coach, and they last me two weeks. How much does the average cost to take a breath reading? Yeah, so it's unlimited measurements for a one-time fee, and it's uh, our device is two hundred ninety-nine dollars. It's uh, 
and you can use this as many times per day as you want. There's no variable costs. It should last a couple years at a high use. It might need a recalibration, uh, and that's a, just a $30 fee to recalibrate that. And But we haven't had any that have needed that at this time. And granted, it's been only been on the market for a few months. But um, we anticipate that this is about a two-year lifespan with average use of three to five times per day. And that's the recommendation based on the clinical trial that we had is that really three to five times will give you that accuracy that you really need. Oh, man, I like that. Okay, so I want to talk about the why after, but let's just go over some regular numbers quickly for those that are simplistic. I want to make this Crayola clear. So for $299, you get unlimited tests. Let's just say, I'm just going to say, let's just say you tested five times a day. So if you tested five times a day, I mean, we'll talk morning, evening, and then after each one of your three meals, something along those lines. Five times a day, the $299 over a course of a 30-day month, you're going to test 150 times in a month. So <clears throat> that would mean that after two months, your device, if you're testing five times a day, is a dollar a day. Would you yep. agree with that, Matt? I mean, nothing, nothing yep. crazy. It's a dollar a day. So even if you were to only focus really heavily on your ketogenic journey for two months, this would be at par on or cheaper because you can do it more frequently than any other way to test. That's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the urine. Yeah, that's out of urine strips. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, most of my listeners are educated enough if they've gotten to this level of the episodes that they know urine strips aren't even something to be considered. So right, we're good right. with that. Okay. So now that we've you know addressed the fact that cost isn't a thing, let's talk about efficacy and impact of testing using a breathalyzer versus using the clinical grade medical device level breathalyzer over anything else. Right, right. Okay, so so I think that you know one of the things that most listeners and, and actually most knowledgeable folks or even even entry level folks, they're going to think of wait a minute breath breath ketones. Everyone knows that that doesn't work, right? We all you don't see that in a in a clinical study. You know, rarely would you see that used in a clinical environment at all. And the reason why is that they're not very accurate, and um, they typically are going to give just a range. The vast majority of the products in the market are actually alcohol breathalyzers. They're licensed from Asia and they'll often say alcohol breathalyzer on there even though you're buying it for ketones. So those are the things you're going to find on Amazon. Um, there's a couple, you know, the next grade up would be a couple other devices. One's been around for a while. Um, another one's a relatively newcomer, about a year and a half old. Those also, however, are going uh, to be standard just ketone monitors that don't have a, uh, they don't have what is called a deep lung sampling process. And that's absolutely critical. That's our patent. And deep lung sampling means it's, um, whereas your breath would go over the entire, uh, the entire, uh, when you blow into a device of the current devices on the market or the former device in the market, it's going to, the sensor will take your entire breath. And that's not what you want. What you really want is to have just the, uh, the end of your breath or the end of breath sample. And that's our deep lung sampling technology. So that's the patent is that 95% of it goes out the side. The last 5% is what we take. And that's basically your deep lung sample. That's much, much more concentrated. And the only part that is, is accurate enough or, or concentrated enough to replace blood. So 
okay, that was so the, the yeah deep deep lung. I I just want to stop here for one second only because yep. most of the listeners know. Uh, I think it was episode three where I talked about macros, which is you know over a year ago. But you know I have been a huge fan of using those very cheap, most from Asian uh, markets alcohol breathalyzers, and I usually yep. get two the two number two number one questions I would get is whoa this is an alcohol tester so if I get stopped by the police right now and I blow into this thing am I going to go to jail and I'm like <laughs> these are two different measurements it's two different things so don't get sidetracked by that and then the second question I would get is I've been blowing in this thing constantly and I'm not getting any readings and I would ask okay how are you, how are you doing it and they would say well I've taken a big gas group of air because everyone's got to take a deep breath right before they blow into something and then they blow into it and I'd say well um, it needs to be when you're almost out of breath because that's going to be the most accurate of the inaccurate way to test and you yep. don't want to take in a deep breath because that deep breath that you're taking in is just all the outside air that you're now going to regurgitate into this cheap device made from China to try to figure out what your acetone levels are so as those listeners have not I would I would say and encourage you to listen to episode 3 as I talk about macros and testing and all that stuff but um it is extremely important to recognize. Um, I have tried the cheap breathalyzers for $10. I have tried the ketonics, um, which is one of them I'm sure you were referencing in your aforementions. And I could never wrap my mind around expressing to my clients the need to spend over $100 on something that, as far as I was concerned, was just as inaccurate as the $10 breathalyzer. So all of my clients currently have $10 breathalyzers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone yeah. listening right now is like, wait, Neo is going to make me go from $300 or from $10 to $300? Yes, that's right. If you're listening right now and I haven't talked to you already, that is right. You're about to have to upgrade, but we're going to talk about why. Okay, so you are going through understanding the patent, the, the deep lung, the, the necessity of really getting that last bit at the very bottom and using that to right. test. And what have you seen as far as the difference in the accuracy? What do you guys come up with those readings in comparison to blood ketones, et cetera? Right. So there's a zero to 50, you know, range as opposed to a, uh, I'm sorry, zero to 50 different measurements that we can take as opposed to a range. If, if any device is giving you a range, that's because they can't be accurate enough, meaning it would give you a different answer every time. So do a range and it's a lot easier, right? Or a color or something like that. Um, now, you know, the key thing is for ours is we give ACEs. That's the, that's the name of the measurement. what we, uh, you know, the zero to 50 ACEs. And it's approximately 10 times a millimolar, meaning, you know, 0.1 millimolar would be one ACE or 0.5 as you're entering ketosis would be the equivalent of five ACEs. Now, keep in mind, these are different ketones. Breath and blood ketones are different. They're going to react differently. However, in our clinical trial, we did, you know, we were asked to prove what is the difference between blood and breath and how accurate it is to that, even though you're apples to oranges. And it's really interesting, you know, Sometimes breath was faster to react with biosense. Sometimes blood was faster. Sometimes they're hand in hand and reacting to food, depending on the person, quite frankly. What we saw is for those that did three to five measurements a day, which is everybody in the clinical trial that pokes their finger five times a day for two weeks, 
we saw that if you do three to five measurements, the R squared or the correlation was a, was 0.86. So, you know, 0.1 would be, I'm sorry, 1.0 would be, you know, a perfect correlation. So a 0.86 is very, very high correlation when you're looking at your average ketones with multiple measurements. So we already know that you need to take multiple measurements to kind of follow that metabolic journey. And if you do that, we showed and we proved, and this is why it's a clinically acceptable device. And it's in, and you know, we're, we're been invited to participate in a number of clinical academic trials and one large pharma one is, you know, that it's that 0.86 correlation. So, you know, it's, uh, it's the first medical grade. It's the first clinically backed breath ketone device. And we now own 80% of the global breath to BHB comparative data, 80%. So the vast majority of all global research was done here in St. Louis, Missouri back in the fall. Oh, man. Okay, so everything that you've just said, basically my takeaway is, and scientifically, we have to keep it at 0.86. We're on the Ketometrics podcast, so I'm going to say this for everyday people. I round up to nine. So basically nine out of ten times, the breath via this device and blood were identical. Nine out of ten times, or 0.86 out of ten times. Is that a fair correlation for those that are getting lost in the understanding of statistics yeah, and yeah. intervals and standard deviations, et cetera? Yeah, but it would be looking at your key, your average ketone levels for three to five measurements. So let's say you take three measurements per day um, and it's an average of 10 ACEs, okay, and you do three to three blood measurements a day, it should be within a 0.86 of there, okay? Okay, okay, okay. okay. And we saw that at Metabolic Health Summit, I mean, everybody, there was a, one of the blood devices was there at a booth and people were going back and forth. I mean, and we could tell them, it was the, the vendor there, shoots a little bit high on their measurements. So we would tell everybody what you're going to get when you go over to that booth. <laughs> and we were usually pretty, pretty darn close after they oh, did a blood measurement. Uh, yeah. And then they come right back, you know, <laughs> by our device. Oh, I love it. Okay. So when we, for those that haven't listened to that episode, and I'm going to save you the, the hassle of trying to explain this, but, and you know what, I've never done this with an actual breath expert so let's you correct me if i'm wrong when i explain this to clients and this is from the beginning of time i will i will say that using breath and understanding acetone has definitely been the leading cause of my success early on with ketogenic eating and adopting that way of, of fueling myself the reason for that is <clears throat> every time i would take a blood measurement it would be what's there and available. No different than how much fuel you have in your truck. Well, that's great that this is how much fuel I have readily available. But I don't know if you're driving a 1970 Ford or if you're driving a 2020 Ford by how much gasoline is being held. Now, obviously, the 2020 with the EPA guidelines, the efficiency, that vehicle is going to be much more fuel efficient and burn much cleaner than the 1974, even if they both hold 20 gallons of fuel. So for me, right. when I would take a blood measurement, the beginning of my ketone journey, or even now, I could compare it with 500 people, and we could all have 1.5 millimolars of actively available ketone fuel in our blood. 
But if I've been keto for years and you just started, or maybe you've just been fasting and you got to this 1.5 millimolar, your body is not necessarily efficiently using those ketones. I reference that when we talk about those that are being diagnosed with type 1 diabetics. They go in, they have all these ketones in their urine, which they're testing, or their blood if it was an emergency situation, and their body doesn't know what to do with them, which is why we get into this issue of high glucose and high ketones and ketoacidosis as an issue as a problem. Reference other episodes for that stuff. But the basis of all of this is it has nothing to do with just how much is in the fuel tank. I need to know how efficiently your body is actually utilizing your ketones. And the only way for me to figure that out is the same way your car gets inspected when you go to take it you know, yearly to do that, which is to hook up something to the exhaust or your mouth, breathe out, see what type of acetone, see what type of exhaust is coming from using these ketones, and then use that to guide how efficiently you are in a ketogenic state. Right. Okay. Now, if any of that is wrong and, you're, and I'm crazy, feel free to tell me that. But I think that's the no, easiest that elementary way. <laughs> okay. So. No, I think I think I think that's great. I mean, the other the other thing we haven't really talked about is that. I mean, some people, you know, you think about oncology patients or those that are like ketogenic 101 first timers, they just don't want to prick their finger. I mean, that's as simple as that. I mean, that's one of the things we learned early on is that, look, I need to have a, a good reflection of, of my ketogenic journey. I'm not going to prick my finger. So what's the choices out there? And and that's just, that's a subset of users. And I think that now that, now that they know that there's a medical grade of Device out there, you know, we're hoping that people just just track more. That's it. If you track more, you're going to know more. If you know more, you're 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 probably going to be adherent. I mean, as we said before, so it all comes down to. It is so, and I absolutely agree because when you don't have that data, when you're not going through the the extra things, you don't own it. It's it's almost like um, I don't know. You, you're given things for free. You don't appreciate them nearly as much as when you had to work blood, sweat, and tears in order to arrive at that same destination. That's just the truth. Um, yeah. I think, and you know what? In the, in the clinical space, I mean, if you talk to you talk to an obesity doctor, it's it's pretty sad. I mean, it's a, it's a sobering discussion of like how little confidence they feel they have, and like in the treatment plans for an obese patient, like it's things just don't work. And if you can start to have some embedded protocols where people get feedback all day, you know, of our device or another anything that's out there, you're gonna have some changes there. Where, where these patients for the far, you know, really for the first time can follow the impact of what they're doing. And we've, we've, as a company, we've got some really cool things that we're doing in the, with some, some folks that, uh, companies that play in that obesity space where we're going to be the primary biomarker tract as opposed to weight. Think about that in the obesity space, that fat burn, the level of fat burn is the most important thing, even more so than weight. Well, if you think about it, if they're gaining muscle and they're losing fat, they're not going to be losing weight necessarily. So really it's that fat burn is the number one indicator that they're looking for. And we're, we're pretty excited to kind of go down the path with uh, a couple of those folks in the medical weight loss space. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about what that clinical is going to be set up or how at least now, I mean, obviously it's, it's, I don't know if it's going, if it's an active clinical trial as of right now. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so well, first of all, there's there's kind of three components, at least of our company. You know, we have the academic research space. We do have two obesity trials coming up, and those are one is to uh, is for an SGLT inhibitor, and to support that. Um, another that's in a pharma space. Another one is here at Washington University uh, for the treatment of obesity and um, the ketogenic diet specifically. But that, that's academic. On the clinical side, it's you know obviously we support those treatment plans that are using nutritional ketosis. And it doesn't have to be keto diet. It might be caloric restriction. It could be a number of other things like that. But in the, in the, in, you know, one of the components of there is obesity medicine. So yeah, this, this is an agreement we just signed last week, but we'll launch here shortly. And it's a food company and you know, that food company provides medical programs and protocols and it's software and food that your patient goes in once a week and they get their, their pack of food. And, um, um, and there, within the application that supports that, that's used by the clinician, now they're going to be provided the ketone measurement. So the patient now will have our device to, to use as they're eating that clinical pack of food over the course of the week between visits or virtual visits now, I guess. So those are the things that we're... Yeah. Yeah. That's just an example. Cause, cause quite frankly, those companies, they don't know how to validate how well their programs are working. You know, no one, no one knows. Drug companies don't know if their patients take a drug. These, you know, how do you know these things? Well, you need to have a biomarker to tell you, <laughs> you know, same thing you for, would, you, would, you, know, you would think that's like common sense, right? Obviously. How else are you going to know? Well, we yeah. have, I mean, we have not been doing it. Have we? No, that, I mean, like not even close. Um, wow. For me, you know, and, and I've said this before, offline, but this to me is going to be one of the leading changes of those wanting to be successful at adopting the ketogenic lifestyle and providing themselves with feedback and insight into themselves that they've never had, never had, Right. You know, um, which is, is huge. It's, it's absolutely huge. So um, you talked a little bit about the academic aspect of things, the clinical trials, the, the one main clinical trial that you did to start, what did that look like? How was that set up? And how long did that run? Yeah, so that was a two-week trial in November, October, November. The principal investigator was Jim McCarter from formerly at Verta Health, now at Abbott. Um, and Jim is the one that was originally involved with helping me bring the company to St. Louis. So um, we we did that trial here. There were 20 subjects. They pricked their fingers five times a day, took a blood measurement with the Abbott Precision Extra. Precision Extra. We That was the, the only device that actually kind of passed the, the QC test that we had internally. Um, and then we did, uh, after pricking their finger five times a day, they would do three breath measurements of our device. And ultimately it was, um, you know, it was data points that was well over a thousand, uh, which means that's the 80% of global data on that. And, and then we crunched the numbers and it, and it was very, very encouraging. Um, the surprise was not so much the accuracy of multiple measurements per day. The, the real surprise was that how poor of a how poor of a indicator one measurement per day of anything, either our device or a blood measurement, how poor of an indicator that is of your overall level of ketosis as it moves through the day. So don't buy our device to take one measurement a day. <laughs> don't buy any device. You should be, you need to be taking multiple measurements per day, regardless of what you use. Are you saying that even though you don't make any more if they take multiple measurements? <laughs> 
No, but I think that you'll you'll figure that out. I mean, you have one of our devices. You you know that your ketones don't stay the same all day, right? So, no, I I said that more of the, you know, it's not often someone comes on and says, don't buy this. It's the thing that I sell, right? No one no one says that, but you said it. You said, hey, if you're only going to take your breath once a day, you're wasting your money. And I would say, yeah, I agree right. with you. You're absolutely right. Just because it's a new shiny thing, don't buy it for that reason. Um, but yeah, you realize you that. you want to know. Yeah, yeah, we get a yeah. device like ours. They want to follow that metabolic journey. And if you're doing it, especially if you're doing like, you know, in, like an intermittent fasting, we didn't talk about that, but you know, your ketones tend to be elevating every hour. And here's a good way to see, look, if, I, if you're going to target a certain level of nutritional ketosis for, um, for whatever reason, um, you know, whatever the health benefits are, then, then this is a great way to track that. And maybe you don't need to fast as, as long as you have been, or maybe you need to fast longer. Like me, it takes a while for me to get into deep levels of ketosis so yeah everybody's different to each his own have you looked at even with yourself or with anyone else um, the aspect of metabolic flexibility in terms of your response on the breathalyzer yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, I think all of us that have done testing and a lot of kind of super users are cycling in and out and, and tracking how quickly that they can respond and and be flexible, you know, going in and out of ketosis. And um, so if you're doing that, you want to be a little more granular and more granular approach to checking ketones. Again, that's just another really good use case is to see how fast. One of the interesting things that we've noticed is that as people go into ketosis, they tend to flutter a little bit on ketone levels. So instead of a typical one to two to three to four to five, now you're in ketosis, six, seven, you will kind of go, you'll, you'll flutter at that five, six range back and forth. So we thought that's pretty interesting data in our clinical trial is that um, your body just doesn't go boom right into ketosis. It's kind of going back and forth to your fuel sources. And um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. No, that's super interesting. I think that's the thing that, you know, as we're looking at metabolic flexibility and why and how long it takes to become fuel efficient and fat adapted and all of these things. This is the thing to understand because I think that nutritional ketosis has been this thing that people have looked at like, well, you just pop into ketosis and you're there or you pop out and you're not. And that's really just not the case. Like it, it really does matter how long and the rate and the depth at which you're in ketosis and how your body is geared to um, working and functioning at that level. So that's awesome. Okay. So you guys have put this together you're continuing to work on that. Let's actually talk about the device itself. Yep. Um, where is it manufactured? It's manufactured primarily in Toronto, and then final assembly manufacturing is in St. Louis. You didn't want to do like Hong Kong or China or someplace else where it would save you some money? No, no. I, maybe we should in this era of, of of discretionary income going down. No, we we, we just have to have the high. You know, I mean, look, there's quality products built everywhere. I, I think that um, we we just wanted to make sure that it was assurance of what we expect as a medical grade device that's used um, in clinical trials and such. It, it can't be, you know, it can't be. We can't shortchange that. So, so we went full QC over that. We actually quality control every single single device in St. Louis. Uh, so it's double QC'd and then it's, it's shipped out. So, um, yeah, we just want to make sure that the user experience doesn't have any glitches in it. What are, what are your parameters for quality control? What do you guys check on these things before they go out? If, I mean, and I'm not expecting you 
you have every single aspect of what what's on the quality control parameter. But I mean, just some of the some of the main things that you guys are looking at here locally. Yeah, and this is probably what, what others may add to is the cal probably the primary thing is calibration, meaning like you're comparing this to laboratory gas levels. So we know the exact amount of acetone that every device should be responding to. So we'll compare that to these gas tanks. The, you know, each device is compared to gas tanks to make sure that it's getting the same exact response as all the other ones. And if it doesn't, then it's shocked. Um, and then just, you know, make sure there's no blemishes, the battery's all ready to roll, and it looks good. You know, it's a pretty slick box and pretty slick device. It's really light. We've done everything we can so it just fits in your pocket. Um, yeah, and that's, I think that's the, the key thing. I mean, you've, you've got to build a first class device right off the bat. You can't just kind of ease into it. Um, yeah, so we, do, we released this in, in January, but we did learn a lot. You know, a lot of the things, you know, got a lot of good feedback. We made some alterations to make it easier to use, especially in the syncing capability with the mobile app. Um, and right now we're just beginning to, to scale up manufacturing and it's, uh, you know, pretty excited about the direction of, of how it, the, the device has evolved. That's awesome. Okay. So as far as the device and its app, I know there's a, a separate Biosense app. Are there any other apps that, you know, this data can integrate with so that those that are really data hungry and want to take their time, you know, looking at comprehensively everything else that they're doing and how it, how it works. Are there any other apps or things that your device works with? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we certainly have our app that, that shows your ketone measurements and trends, but the reality is a lot of people are using other apps too. So we integrate with Senza, which is a keto diet app, Chronometer, which is a, a macro app, um, macro counter, very popular one. That was one that we just released, uh, I guess, two weeks ago. And uh, Heads Up Health, which is a great coaches platform for multiple patients, or, or uh, a lot of coaches use that. So this is the first breath ketone um, measurement in there. Everything's automated too. So because it's Bluetooth enabled, you don't have to enter. You're not entering anything. You just take your measurement. It goes into the web or goes into the, uh, with the cloud and then goes into their database and then back into your mobile app. So, and then we also integrate with Life Fast and Life Extend from Lifeomic, which is a fasting app and a, and a kind of a longevity based app. Um, and full disclosure, the CEO is an investor in our company too. So I think that, uh, you know, we'll continue to, to work with more apps, you know, other fasting apps. We're really eager to work with, with those types of companies and those with, uh, you know, with macro counting and things like that. Because the bottom line is you want to lay ketones over some other data, not just check ketones or just check how many hours in a fast. If you can overlay these, then you're really in business and that, that's true actionable intelligence. And they're not two data sets sitting in two different places. So, you know, anybody that comes to us and says, hey, I'd love to overlay it with this and that, we'll, we'll entertain that. It's really easy to, to do that integration too. But it's a, it's a core growth strategy for us. And uh, even on the clinical side, we'd love to integrate with some of these, um, you know, these diabetes-focused applications too. Okay, so uh, I just did a live video on my Instagram earlier, and I was talking about one of the things I referenced was if you lose your child, again, I'm not a parent, disclaimer, but if you lose your child and your child is looking for you, and you're looking for your child, it's very possible that you'll never find each other. I mean, if, if so, it'll take longer. Let's say it's a small area. But you should always stay in one spot and then overlay the data. So when I am asking people to check and then keep certain things consistent, it's for this reason. Um, macros. If I calculate your macros and I have them set, and 
let's say you're at a 2800 calorie you know consumption 10 grams of total carbohydrates whatever the protein and fat is and we keep that the same but five times a day you're checking your bread ketones and your activities and workouts are consistent this data when you overlay one over the other then gives me the power to actually understand how my body is changing or adjusting to those other stimuli Whereas if you're just chasing ketones from fasting, you don't really know what else came in. Was it, you know, your mother-in-law that came to visit that drove you nuts and your cortisol and hormone levels have been so far off? Um, you know, is it the fact that you've been traveling so much and, you know, you've been keeping your fasting, but you're not sleeping nearly the same at night? You know, whatever it is. So, um, you know, I think that's huge because this is the area and aspect where everything else matters and comes together. I could tell you to track macros and to follow those things, but again, you're guessing and you're going to continue to do your best guess hoping to get a response. This is the first time I've actually felt confident in being able to say, hey, listen, take this, use this device, understand the accuracy of the information, but even more so, realize that with everything else, ceteris paribus, all things equal, you keep your workouts consistent, if you keep what you're eating consistent, and then follow how your body's responding, that is going to be how you actually get empowered to make adjustments and changes. Um, to maximize what you're looking for. Even if that's, you know, we could talk simple things like too much protein that everyone says and gluconeogenesis in this response. Well, is it that or is it something else? This is the solution and the way to find out in my eyes. Well, obviously in yours as well, but um, I'm just so excited. I feel like so many people need to recognize that this is the best the best way to spend their money as far as I'm concerned. Um, ketogenically, that it, to be empowered as to have success with keto. Um, I, and I let me. I just want to say that again because I don't know if that's really sinking in. Of all the things on the market you can buy, I mean, keto has blown up. For me personally, understanding everything I know about your specific medical grade, the first medical grade device on the market, this is the thing that everyone should be spending their money on. I don't not your ketone testers, not ketone salts, not not your favorite keto dessert or recipe book. This is it. Because blindly, everything else you can follow, and, and even if you just bounce it on how your ketone numbers are and how your response is to this, you get more insight than you would wasting your money with other things. So I said it, me, Neo, Jim, have you paid me to say that? I, I did not pay you. Our company has not paid you. So. <laughs> like, I'll give you my but, but I can tell, when the first time we the first time we talked, you really knew about breath ketones, and you told me that you've been waiting for a product like this to come out for a long time. So I, I knew we didn't. It's like Christmas, man. I I I still <laughs> I really do not know how. I don't know if a client sent it to me, and I just randomly found myself at Biosense. Shout out to Rachel Gregory. I'm mad at you, Rachel. Because you should have told me about this before I ever heard about it anywhere else. So, um, shout out to Rachel. Love her. She's great. But either way, I continue. I digress. Yes, I am. This is. I'm. I'm super pumped because for me in this space, um, I have been hanging my hat on the importance of breath, the breathalyzer, using and understanding the exhaust and how you're burning. Since I mean, early on in my ketone journey, I honestly don't believe I was thinking about this the other day. I truly think that I went straight from your analysis to the breathalyzer. I think for me, the blood meter and, and testing that way came in as a third option later on. Because I remember yeah. 
and, and realizing like, well, this, the Europe trips aren't going to work any longer, and I don't really care what's in my blood anyway. I just want to know how I'm using these things. And as I started researching and understand acetone and how that works and um, ketone bodies and ATP production based on ketone efficiency, et cetera, I really was like mind blown on acetone and using the breath. So, um, I mean, I've got ancient videos on this stuff of me talking about the breathalyzer and showing people how to use it from, again, the cheap Chinese $10 breathalyzer on Amazon. Um, and, and truth be told, I've gone through several of them because they're so cheap. I probably spent $300 on cheap $10 breathalyzer. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So, all right. So, my next question is, what are the challenges or obstacles you guys have as an organization right now that we as a community, a keto community, can help you with? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, we, most of our background is in the clinical space and bringing devices to, to use cases that are, you know, all over the place, especially when it comes to ketogenic diet. I mean, that's really, nutritional ketosis is used in a lot of different chronic diseases. But in the consumer space, that's um, that's an area that that's really driven by so many different people. You know, so many coaches that are, you know, with slightly different types of practices and, um and functional medicine versus your standard medical care from your GP, your, your general practitioner. I think that um, really more than anything, the, I, the help that we could have is let people know that there's an alternative that's focused on movement of ketones all day or just metabolic response all day. And if, and if you're interested in that or someone's interested in that, you know, we'd love to have you, you know, within our group of users and love to get feedback from you too. Simple as that, but, but really just get the word out more than anything and uh, yeah so that's why I have so much appreciation of you inviting me on here too oh absolutely okay so I know that and you guys you may have this you may not have this so I'm just going to preface the fact that it's totally okay if you don't have this set up right now but as far as like N equals one experiences the clinical side of things medical side of things you know that aspect of ketones are going to be tested checked with the clinical trials with their healthcare provider etc from a consumer side is there one spot or, you know, with the data that syncs for the cloud, are you guys able to see that information? Is that, you know, adding to or helping you guys get more information on from the consumer side, how it's being utilized, the frequency, the average response or anything like that? Or is there any data that you guys can aggregate for that? Yeah, yeah, we can. So, so you know, blinded data, for example, when you log on, let's say you have uh, hypertension as a, as a condition. So we're starting to collect data as far as that's concerned to say, you know, and it's blinded, but it'd be like if there are 10,000 users, then we can, you know, that have hypertension, here's some of the, the reactions that they have versus those that may not as a big, big, you know, group. And then you can start to build predictive analytics. And that's where things get really, really interesting. But you have to have a lot of data to do that. And those predictive analytics would be used to, you know, really in, in helping with the development of, of other things, maybe a drug company, we could work with them. But those are way down the line right now it's in the consumer spaces let's let's help people learn about themselves and put it into their hands and into the coach's hands and into their you know their their physician's hands now this is what's happening with me as opposed to me telling somebody this is what's happening with me oh man okay great I, that's I couldn't have said it better myself and that's definitely the thing you know I want you know for me my clients I want to empower them to learn about themselves um, but you know as we continue to move on, you know, I do keep 
each one of my clients a pretty thick file of everything they've ever told me, hormone changes, adjustments, weight loss, this, that, medications that they're on or off, whatever, any of those things. So I would love, we, I, I don't want to set it now, but maybe a year from now, maybe six months from now, just depending on the, the growth rate of things, to have you back on and be able to kind of take some of that data that you guys have pulled in, um, get other feedback from the other clinical trials you've done since then, and then kind of present that information along with the growth curve of consumer utilization and kind of bounce those things off of what, what have we learned, you know, with this information yep. and how things are going. Because I'm super pumped and excited to see as more and more people get their hands on this thing and more and more people turn to keto for actual healing, um, whether that be metabolically or disease state or otherwise, um, what we're able to find in the correlation of success that comes from being able to use this versus everything else that's been available. Yeah, yeah. And the key thing is, I mean, right now with, with COVID, there's so many, many publications right now that talk about the, the nutritional importance, you know, for immunity building as it relates to, to COVID. And at the same time, so many people have been at home eating bonbons and day drinking. <laughs> they're doing whatever they're doing and just in the worst shape of their lives. And as they're starting to come out, as the, the some of these restrictions are being loosened, you're starting to see people look in the mirror like, I need to get on track, just like it's January 1 after the holidays, except I need to focus on immunity too. And we've seen a massive bump in at least sales for our product, a really massive bump in the past 10 days um, with people kind of coming out of the woodwork and coming out of their basements. And uh, we hope that continues just for everybody, you know, as far as self-care and how important that is to, to build your immunity. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more. I think that that's definitely one of those things that I hope people realize. Because to this day, I have never seen more lines at liquor stores than during this whole... I, first off, I don't know how the liquor stores became essential, but either way, um, there's more lines at alcohol here in North Carolina than, than I've ever seen. So um, I hope people have put the bottle down and decided to pick up anything else that's not that to, to work on their immunity. Um, yeah. Can people find you right now? If they want to... If they're yeah. just like, I listen, that I need to buy a device today. Yeah, so they've uh, they can go to our website and that's uh, mybiosense.com and you've got a, a code that you can provide them as well. I believe that we're giving you, so we'll uh, you can post that when you when you post this too, and all of your listeners and you can uh, get a little discount as well. I'm going to, I, I'm going to say this, and I, I feel like as soon as these words leave my mouth, I'm going to regret saying it. I almost feel like I shouldn't say this, but I'm, it's too important to me, so I'm going to say it anyway. I am not going to post the discount code in the show notes. You guys heard it live. I'm not. If you would like the discount code for this device, you must fill out the contact us form on the ketomatrix.com and write in the notes that that's what you'd like and provide me your contact information so that one, I can make sure you get it. I'll give you the discount code, but two, because I need to follow up with you. I am not a fan of just having you guys take the information and not provide me with the feedback. And I can only do N equals me and anyone else I'm coaching as far as experimentation. So in order to get the discount code, whatever that may be, everybody wants to save a dollar, especially now. Um, it's available. I will have it. Fill out the contact us form, and you will get a call back or an email back from me directly with the information that I need from you, as well as the discount code. I think that's fair and easy, right? 
I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm not going to love all the emails I'm about to get of people asking for this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, we weren't, we weren't then prepared for that, but that's okay. I mean, that, we, we just want people to, to be able to, to, you know, have access and that's great. And I think you, you know more about breath acetone, quite frankly, than any coach I've ever met in my life. So there's no well, doubt about it. If, if I were a, if I were a consumer, I'd be wanting you to be my coach because you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but I definitely, for me, it is one of those things where I, I want to make sure that it gets in everyone's hands, but I do want to make sure that I can help provide that direction and insight. Um, I'm probably going to have to change the default email to where that contact us form goes to because otherwise my inbox will be even more insane than it is, but I'll worry about that. Um, I, I can't thank you guys enough for following and going down the rabbit hole as far as you have um, and getting to this point. I think it's definitely one of those things as a business owner myself, you know, we have our own insecurities regarding what success will be. I don't care how successful the most successful person is. We all have our own doubts that will be stronger than anyone else's. So to, you know, kind of grab the horns on this and dive into something that really has been, you know, groundbreaking, uh, hats off. I applaud you and I appreciate you guys continuing the path and the journey that very few have traveled um, and even fewer have been successful with. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I have not covered that I want everyone to know. I, I don't want to take a ridiculous amount of your time or get too far into the details on some of this stuff, but um, FYI, since our conversation, I have turned May into Metabolic May Month, so stay tuned for all of the data that's going to be coming out from my Biosense device, uh, as well as how I continue to help other people work this out and, and unfold and uncover why their breath and constant monitoring is so important and imperative to overall success and you know, empowerment for their nutrition and immunity boosting and disease state recovery and everything else. Where can people uh, find you? What's your Instagram and what's the website address? Yeah, Instagram is MyBioSense. Website address is MyBioSense.com. And, um, you know, those are just in the partnership side of things. Feel free to reach out to us at info at MyBioSense. And, um, and I'm pretty readily available, too. You know, people can contact me as well. So um, all of our info is on the, on the website at MyBioSense. So if you're in St. Louis, come by our, our very, very cool office and lab, too. And when you do that, go over to Pappy's Smokehouse in St. Lewis, which I was told prior to recording is a block away, <laughs> and get ribs asked for no sauce, because I'm telling you, Pappy's Smokehouse ribs are fantastic. Um, get there early, because they do sell out quick. I'm just I'm throwing that out there. I have to. Um, you might appreciate This has been an absolutely awesome conversation. I appreciate you taking the time out, and this episode will probably be up in two weeks or so, and I will make sure everything that we discussed is in the show notes, and I thank you. I thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's really been a lot of fun. And it has. If there's anything that myself or the Keto Matrix family can do, just let us know and we will be more than happy to jump on board. Cool. Great. Thank you so much. The Keto Matrix Podcast, where myths are busted, science is explained, and the keto lifestyle is discussed by industry experts and everyday people alike. For more information and support, go to theketomatrix.com.